You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Wednesday, June 21st. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we discuss the tiny physics behind immense cosmic eruptions. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. During fleeting fits, the sun occasionally hurls a colossal amount of energy into space. Called solar flares, these eruptions last for mere minutes, and they can trigger catastrophic blackouts and dazzling auroras on Earth. But our leading mathematical theories of how these flares work fail to predict the strength and speed of what we observe. Original story reprinted with permission from Quantum Magazine, an editorially independent publication of the Simons Foundation, whose mission is to enhance public understanding of science by covering research developments and trends in mathematics and the physical and life sciences. At the heart of these outbursts is a mechanism that converts magnetic energy into powerful blasts of light and particles. This transformation is catalyzed by a process called magnetic reconnection, in which colliding magnetic fields break and instantly align, slingshotting material into the cosmos. In addition to powering solar flares, reconnection may power the speedy, high-energy particles ejected by exploding stars, the glow of jets from feasting black holes, and the constant wind blown by the sun. Despite the phenomenon's ubiquity, scientists have struggled to understand how it works so efficiently. A recent theory proposes that when it comes to solving the mysteries of magnetic reconnection, tiny physics play a big role. In particular, it explains why some reconnection events are so stupefyingly fast, and why the strongest seem to occur at a characteristic speed. Understanding the microphysical details of reconnection could help researchers build better models of these energetic eruptions and make sense of cosmic tantrums. So far, this is the best theory I can see, says Han Tao Ji, a plasma physicist at Princeton University who is not involved in the study. It's a big achievement. Nearly all known matter in the universe exists in the form of plasma, a fiery soup of gas where infernal temperatures have stripped down atoms into charged particles. As they zip around, those particles generate magnetic fields, which then guide the particles' movements. This chaotic interaction knits a scrambled mess of magnetic field lines that, like rubber bands, store more and more energy as they're stretched and twisted. In the 1950s, scientists proposed an explanation for how plasmas eject their pent-up energy, a process that came to be called magnetic reconnection. When magnetic field lines pointing in opposite directions collide, they can snap and cross-connect, launching particles like a double-sided slingshot. But this idea was closer to an abstract painting than a complete mathematical model. Scientists wanted to understand the details of how the process works, the events that influence the snapping, the reason why so much energy is unleashed. But the messy interplay of hot gas, charged particles, and magnetic fields is tricky to tame mathematically. The first quantitative theory described in 1957 by the astrophysicists Peter Sweet and Eugene Parker treats plasmas as magnetized fluids. It suggests that collisions of oppositely charged particles draw in magnetic field lines and set off a runaway chain of reconnection events. Their theory also predicts that this process occurs at a particular rate. The reconnection rates observed in relatively weak laboratory-forged plasmas match their prediction, as do the rates for smaller jets in the lower layers of the sun's atmosphere. But solar flares release energy much more quickly than Sweet and Parker's theory can account for. By their calculations, those flares should unfurl over months rather than minutes. 
More recently, observations from NASA's magnetospheric satellites identified this speedier reconnection happening even closer to home, in Earth's own magnetic field. Those observations, along with evidence from decades of computer simulations, confirm this fast reconnection rate. In more energetic plasmas, reconnection occurs at roughly 10% of the speed at which magnetic fields propagate, orders of magnitude faster than Sweet and Parker's theory predicts. The 10% reconnection rate is observed so universally that many scientists consider it God's given number, says Alicia Galishnikova, a researcher at Princeton. But invoking the divine does little to explain what's making reconnection so fast. In the 1990s, physicists turned away from treating plasmas as fluids, which had turned out to be too simplistic. Zoomed in, a magnetized soup is really made up of individual particles, and how those particles interact with one another makes a crucial difference. For the past two decades, physicists have suspected that the electromagnetic phenomenon known as the Hall effect might hold the secret to speedy reconnection. Negatively charged electrons and positively charged ions have different masses, so they travel along magnetic field lines at different speeds. That speed differential generates a voltage between the separated charges. In 2001, Bhattacharya and his colleagues showed that only models that included the Hall effect yielded appropriately fast reconnection rates. But precisely how that voltage produced the magical 10% remained a mystery. It did not show us the how and why, says Yi Xin Liu, a plasma physicist at Dartmouth College. Now, in two recently published theoretical papers, Liu and colleagues have attempted to fill in the details. The first paper, published in Communications Physics, describes how the voltage induced a magnetic field that draws electrons away from the center of the two colliding magnetic regions. That diversion produces a vacuum that sucks in new field lines and pinches them in the center, allowing the magnetic slingshot to form more quickly. In the second paper, published in Physical Review Letters, Liu and his undergraduate research assistant, Matthew Goodbread, describe how the same vacuum effect emerges in extreme plasmas containing different ingredients. Around black holes, for example, plasmas are thought to consist of electrons and equally massive positrons, so the Hall effect no longer applies. Yet magically, reconnection is still working in a similar way, Liu said. The researchers propose that within these stronger magnetic fields, most of the energy is spent accelerating particles rather than heating them, again creating a pressure depletion that yields the divine 10% rate. Scientists can't model each individual particle in large-scale plasma simulations. Doing so would produce billions of terabytes of data and take hundreds of years to complete, even using the most advanced supercomputers. But researchers recently figured out how to treat such an unwieldy system as a smaller, more manageable set of particles. To investigate the importance of considering individual particles, Galishnikova and colleagues compared two simulations of an accreting black hole, one treating the plasma as a homogeneous fluid, and the other tossing roughly a billion particles into the mix. Their results, published in March in Physical Review Letters, show that incorporating the microphysics leads to distinctly different pictures of a black hole's flares, particle accelerations, and variations in brightness. Now scientists hope theoretical advances such as Lou's will lead to models of magnetic reconnection that more accurately reflect nature. But while his theory aims to settle the reconnection rate problem, it does not explain why some field lines collide and trigger reconnection, but not others. It also doesn't describe how the overflowing energy is divvied up into jets, heat, and cosmic rays, or how any of this works in three dimensions and on larger scales. Still, Liu's work shows how, under the right circumstances, magnetic reconnection can be efficient enough to drive ephemeral but violent celestial outbursts. You have to answer the question why, 
That's a crucial part of moving forward with science, Drake said. Having the confidence that we understand the mechanism gives us a much better ability to try to figure out what's going on. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, Apple the company wants rights to the image of apples, the fruit, in Switzerland, one of dozens of countries where it's flexing its legal muscles. Looking at Wired Science, bird populations are in meltdown. And finally, on Wired Security, why humans aren't mentally ready for an AI-saturated post-truth world. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from wired.com.